you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Here's one for the end zone and a touchdown by Uzama. First touchdown pass for the rookie Joe Burrow in the NFL. This one downfield. Beckham got him. Touchdown, Browns. Joe Burrow's got to be smart here with the football. And he's not. Gets it knocked out. Browns have it. Here's Hunt. He's in. Touchdown. Kareem Hunt ices the game for the Cleveland Browns who have a resurgent offensive effort running the ball at will for over 200 yards against the Cincinnati Bengals in a 35-30 to win at the dog pound. The Browns moved to 1-1. One and one. The Bengals dropped to 0-2, but not without hope because their rookie quarterback once again shows why he feels like the future of Cincinnati football and maybe the NFL, but we'll get to that. Dan Hans is here with Greg Rosenthal. Chris Wessling, and a very happy slash relieved Mark Sessler. Um, Mark, we'll start with you. You, you, you uh, batten down the hatches over at Sessler Manor and took this game in. You have to be feeling really good about the offense after this one. Well, I feel, I feel a sense of relief. Um, I think I scared off my children um, and probably Simone. <laughs> Uh, during the course of this game, I, I, oh, I, I'd give anything for there to be a camera so. and mics in that house tonight. I, I couldn't even imagine what was going on in that place. Greg, you ask how so. I think that my demeanor um, watching Browns games in front of other people, which I think you've witnessed to some degree, uh, is probably different than um, maybe other dads, maybe other people in general. Um, <laughs> I, I also went into this game with intense um, trepidation, and I think there's two things happening, and I think – Two things did happen in this game. One, the sense that um, the Bengals, I kind of felt even watching last week's game where you know Joe Burrow was taken all over the place by an incredible pass rush but still showed these amazing traits, that there is an evolutionary quarterback um, rising in Cincinnati. So in a way, you'd say, well, I'd hate that. But actually, and Wes, I loved your tweet during the contest itself that the Browns and Bengals, these two teams – from the cradle um, of football, from Ohio, 
um, have been dead, dead in the water, and have a combined like 50-something years between either one of them winning a playoff game. I'm really happy, actually, to see uh, both teams with a functional quarterback. Um, it's been a really long time, and like the better part of me is happy for that. The worst part of me um, was absolutely freaking out during this game. And, the, and the, there's just something inside of me that it, I think everyone's like, oh, good. The Browns won a game and like, let's pat Mark on the head and he has a nice time. Like what I really want, um, I think what any football fan would want, especially if you've watched a team that suffered for so long, is a team that cuts other teams down, that takes the head off other teams, that removes them. And I, I think the Browns have suffered um, a lack of that killer instinct for so long. And I think that there were moments in this game tonight for all their good things that I felt those same jitters. And, you know, not to get into all that, I think they played a good, clean performance that gives you some hope about what Kevin Stefanski is instilling here. I mean, the ground game, they've, they've obviously got talent with Chubb and Hunt, and it worked tonight. Um, there was a lot of positives. I don't think they're I, – I, I'm not trying to be overly pessimistic. I just think they're one of the teams in the AFC – um, you look at what happened last week. You looked what happened against a lesser Bengals team tonight. They're somewhere in the middle. There's positives. But I would say that the bigger story of the game was the fact that the Bengals, for the first time since maybe Boomer Esiason, Wes, I don't know, have something maybe even more hopeful than Boomer Esiason. And yeah. I, the, the, the part of me that grew up watching Browns-Bengals thrive as a true rivalry, um, cheers for that versus being a bad sport about that. I, I'm – I'm excited to see it. I'm also a little bit scared. <laughs> that football game delivered. I loved it. Yeah. That was one of my favorite Thursday night games. And I'm so happy for Browns fans because Baker Mayfield looked broken last week. He he looked broken as a quarterback. Like he didn't want any of the fight. He didn't want to stand in the pocket. He was throwing off his back foot, fading away from pressure. His tendency was to shy away from any kind of pressure whatsoever. He looked like a, he looked like a draft bust. And a week later, he comes out, and the body language is so different. Last week, fading from pressure. This week, he's got his little pigeon-toed strut, the cock on the walk, that little knee-high kick before the throw when he's feeling good and in the groove. Baker delivered keyhole accuracy tonight. The ball placement on the receiver's hands every single time. And then on the other side, Joey Burrow, who to me, I don't throw out the comparison lightly, but I like to break down quarterbacks into families like biology. He's in the Joe Montana family of quarterbacks and the dominant feature of which is light footedness. He's got the light footedness in the pocket, the way he moves as a passer, as a scrambler. The unflappability is another trait in the Montana school. Joey Burrow's got that in spades. You cannot count him out of a game. The Bengals are not blowout artists anymore. You're not going to walk in that, and you're not going to walk all over them like you have for years because the quarterback doesn't have that in his DNA. Um, and I just, I just like the way Burrow plays. This is this is a fun matchup now. And do you know how much bad football these two franchises have played in the last thirty years? What a fun night! It, it really did deliver. I thought the Baker play that impressed me the most was, I think it was third and eight in the first drive of the second half. It was out of shotgun. It wasn't a play action. Um, he had some pressure in his face, uh, and he he made the right read, and he delivered on that third and eight. And that those are the sort of plays you want to see from him. 
I thought they did a good job, you know, scheming him up. I mean, it, it, it reminded me a little bit of his rookie year in the sense that he only had to throw 23 passes. One was, you know, a, a bad interception. He had guys uh, pretty open. Most were first reads. He, he made a couple plays outside the pocket, but I, I think they're really rebuilding Mayfield from scratch, which um, I wouldn't say it's disappointing, um, but that's just where they're at with with Mayfield in, in his third season. So I, I, I like Mark. I'm not going to say that they've solved everything, but sometimes it's not all about Baker. I mean, their offense is good. I thought their offensive line played both well last week. I thought they played well against the Ravens, and uh, they've got two of the best ten backs in the league. It's the the Kareem Hunt lack of. Uh, I don't know if respect's the right word because everything that's happened with him, but I threw out some you know hot take about they've got two of the best 10 backs. I think people don't realize how amazing Kareem Hunt is as a player. He led the league in rushing as a rookie. I think he's better now. Chubb, to me, is probably the best back in the league, certainly one of the top two or three. And, and Hunt is like, that is an incredible one-two punch. So you have all that support. We know about the receivers. It doesn't have to all be about Baker, and I don't think tonight really was. I think the only part of the game that I would have enjoyed, because it was very enjoyable, I thought it was going to be, talked about it earlier this week, that it felt like it was going to be a fun game, and it really was. The only thing I did want was after the Baker pick, and then Cincinnati goes down the field, they score, they make it 28-23, about five minutes to play. I thought that was a great setup to see what Baker had in him there <laughs> with a little bit of adversity and like this horror show potential if they somehow blew this game after kind of controlling it the whole way. But we never got to see that. It, not a bad thing for the Browns because what happened next was an absolute uh, decimation of the Cincinnati defense. I'll go through it real quick. Uh, Chubb for four yards. Chubb for 26 yards. Hunt for 33 yards. Hunt for 11 yards. Hunt for 10 yards. Hunt for one yard and the touchdown, 35-23, game over. Mayfield didn't even have to throw a pass. That's a, that was where uh, the Cincinnati defense was at that point against the great, great uh, Cleveland rushing attack. So that was very interesting to, that they were able to close it out that way. Cincinnati is not there yet. Um, I don't know if – it kind of reminds me, Wes, you, you mentioned Joe Montana. I'm thinking of another all-time great Peyton Manning that first year with the Colts where the Colts – Stunk three and thirteen, and Manning threw I think twenty seven picks, but he also had a bunch of spirited performances in there where there was a lot of reason to hope by the end of the season. But they also weren't not a team that was competing for a playoff spot. It seems like there's so many missing pieces here. The offensive line got worked for a second straight week, and I don't know what's going on. And I don't want to stick a fork in the guy because he's a borderline Hall of Fame guy before he, before he got injured. But A.J. Green looked cooked in this game. I, I don't know. He just mm. seemed lethargic. He couldn't make a play. Even in garbage time, he couldn't stack up numbers like any solid wide receiver would be able to do. He was not the guy that Joey Burrow needs him to be, which is that veteran number one guy to help him along with his progress. And then you had, you know, where was the – where was, the, where was uh, John Ross? Where was he in this game? I don't he's know. Their, was he he's injured? their fourth receiver. All That's right. Well, I don't know. They, he, he they had one play. They had one play over uh, 20 yards, one completion. He that's their only help. one in two weeks. That's that's the thing is they, they have a, a very condensed Rams-like offense. Um, I, I want to just see the Burrow thing play out. I'm enjoying watching him play. I think I've, we've now seen these young quarterbacks so much. I'm more hesitant than I've ever been to bury guys quickly, but also to, like, raise them up too much. He's obviously – like, he passes that baseline of, like, 
if he's protected, he's going to deliver. That means you're an NFL starter. Like some guys, when they're protected, they still aren't good quarterbacks. The Bortles is in, in the different place. Like we know Burrow is over that line, and I'm, I'm excited to watch the rest. But, yeah, there's no explosiveness in this particular Bengals offense right now. I would say also that, I mean, this was a pretty good game by Denzel Ward, who is uh, leading a pretty banged-up cornerback group in secondary right now. And, you know, they, they're shorthanded and – I feel like I saw Denzel Ward like on top of AJ Green and fill in the blank like you know seven or eight times down the stretch. Um, I I just I come away and I don't want to reiterate my point, but just that you know it's funny because I was watching with Simone West and like she was like, is, is Joe Burrow kind of Steve Youngish? And I was like, you know, West compared him to um to Joe Montana to some degree, and I'm like, <laughs> he might be somewhere in the middle of these guys, and that is a bit of a freaky thought for the AFC. And I hear you, or Greg, not to you know, put them in the, in, into Canton, which has a lot of plaques we've learned um, in Canton. But, um, you well, know, it's certain yet. Well, Greg claims there are a lot of plaques there, but I, I we saw one. We saw Roger Goodell touching one. I he know, was I having know, a Greg. great yeah, moment. But we don't know I if know. every player has a plaque or if there's <laughs> right. a section it's, of the Hall of Fame that has plaques. TBD. It's just, I mean, look at, like, I, the Browns are <laughs> Bengals arch rivals, and that's, that's fine. But um, the Bengals fan base has been through a, a 30 year nightmare uh, and add on another 10 years if you want. And like, this is exciting. It's exciting for all of football. If burrow works and it's exciting. If you, if you're, if, if let's say if you're in the, in any division and other quarterbacks rise up in that division, you want to go out and compete like in your division against the best in the, in the AFC or NFC. And like it raises um, like the fire. I mean, I just, I don't remember a game that got me up off the couch where I just felt inside. Like if the Browns blow this thing, I'm going to punch seven holes in my, in the house we just rented two months ago. Oh, what, like I, what Greg I felt... did when uh backdoor burrow uh, uh, made it 35 30 in the final minute. Uh, you know, Greg has a lot of plastering to do on his walls this week. <laughs> oh, actually, I, you know, if, if you check out NFL.com slash game picks, you'll see, you know, I, I, I split the difference nicely. Browns win. Bengals get it under six. Wes, any uh, other thoughts about this game as you were watching? Yeah, I think it's worth reiterating that both of these defenses stink, and that's yes. one of the major reasons why these young quarterbacks looked good. Um, we know we the four of us know we're pumping up two teams that probably are not playoff bound. Who knows? Maybe they are, but they're probably not. Um, but this night was about hope, and for a, for a fan like Mark. For the Browns, hope means that if you have one game like this, they drafted Baker Mayfield number one for a reason, and we saw part of that tonight. They drafted Miles Garrett number one for a reason. We saw a big play in the fourth quarter out of him. They drafted Denzel Ward number four for a reason. He had a big game. Chubb, they, you string enough of these guys together, and you get another game next week of hope and three or four more games after that of hope with a legitimate talent base, now, now you see. can turn a franchise around. I want to see I mean, what the Browns I just do feel next like week against Washington. You that, could yeah, turn a could franchise a around with enough with enough weeks like that. And from a fan's point of view, that's what it's all about. And now the Bengals have that with Joe Burrow too. You can pull this team out of three decades worth of not winning a playoff game of no real hope. If you have mm. the right quarterback, you can do that. And yeah, they're a long way off. You know, it, it's a shame that, that Joey Burrow is rising while A.J. Green is falling. Um, and, Dan, you were wearing him out. Keisha was wearing out A.J. Green on the couch saying he needed to play Auden Tate. 
Ricky Hollywood's he's dying. He's right? out Tate. of there. Ricky Auden Hollywood Tate's drafted great. him in fantasy, and he's well, he Ricky Hollywood needs anymore. to pick up Drew Sample. That's my fantasy Ooh. advice. For I her. should. I yeah. should. Do it right I mean, now. They, they threw the ball to Green thirteen times for for twenty nine yards. Three. Uh, he had five or six touchdowns this they, year already. They really, they really should play Auden Tate a little more. But to your point on on the defenses, West, like you're not like we we haven't mentioned Joe. Uh, what is it, Joe Woods, right? Well, Joe, the, 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 Joe the Browns deep in the forest is where he is. Yeah, I mean, I don't the know Browns defensive coordinator, I don't think it's gotten like a mention on the Around the NFL podcast uh, in 2020. He's new, um, and the early results are not good. I know they're missing Olivier Vernon and, and a few cornerbacks uh, for sure. Joe lost and, in the woods. They're getting worse. But uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't, hasn't Like Sessler in so. Malibu 10 years ago. Right. Yeah, um, just, one, you know. one more one, My last point, uh, you know, dump the onside kick. And I'm happy it didn't turn into drama because Sessler literally would not have been able to handle it. And I didn't need the Bengals recovering onside kick and then doing this podcast with you guys because we don't, we might not survive that as a foursome. Uh, but it, it really does jump out to me in situations like, especially a fun Thursday night game where it's like, wow, anything could happen tonight. Oh, except for an onside kick that actually swings the game the other way. I want that rule to come into effect. If they say from, for safety reasons, and I don't remember this, but Greg told me before we started rolling that concussions were out of this world uh, on onside kicks, and they said we had to make it a safer play. Okay, I'll take your word for it and the scientists out there. Uh, then let's do the 4th and 15 thing, or even better, make it 4th and 18. I just feel like that for some reason those three war- yards matter. And, uh, <laughs> and make that a play that matters. Because you guys, and I don't say you, I say the football world insisted on making an extra point harder because it wasn't a real play, which I hate that, but now it is a real play because guys miss them all the time. Well, let's do the same for the onside kick. Well, I would, That's an I, impassioned speech. I love it. I love the speech, <laughs> and I just say let's, you know, I, I'm just so happy to see that Randy Bullock is back in full health, and, you know, he, yeah. he went through a lot health-wise <laughs> over the past week, and he seemed to be you know, uh, you know, back on the field, his legs are, 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 oh, are fibrous back. and vibrant. So um, he reached know, out to the kicker club about readmittance <laughs> after his three kicks today. And uh, yes, he, he got a hard no and a click on the Mark, receiver. How, well, how would you rank like the, the time that you spent this week um, <laughs> gnashing your teeth about Austin Seibert coming back to haunt the Browns? How, how do you think he, how well, you know, how well was that time spent? Well, it's just baked in the DNA. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't that know. Was like like, ten, that was a 10 minute monologue from Mark on was. Tuesday's podcast. I am, I'm 46 years old and probably spent at least 46 minutes of every hour over the last three days freaking out about this game. And a lot of it has to do with the fact oh. that I think if this game happened in 1986, it, you know, they lose, you go on with it, you go back to middle school, you, you, you get a 71 on a math test and you move on. But in this world, it's like I've got to go read Twitter and everyone's hot takes on Don't everyone melting down. Like I needed Twitter middle school to, you know, I need them to be doing some remote learning and they're going to be doing a little remote learning tonight. Mark, you're in Club Dub tonight. <laughs> Club Dub for you. So enjoy I like it. it. Thank All right. you. That was the 1980s. That, that looked like Ernest Biner and, and um, Kevin Mack closing yes, out did. the game, Mark. It did, and it's been a long time. But um, I, I, a- I, I will say, Wes, I really I loved what you said about the Bengals. I, I'm not out there trying to kill other old-school teams that are part of my childhood. A Browns-Bengals rivalry is good for the NFL most people under the age of 40 have no idea that that was ever a thing. So let's roll. We'll be back on Sunday, of course, with the flagship program where we recap every game that we previewed on today's 
the earlier podcast today, the week two preview. So make sure you check that out wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, while you're while you're there, maybe rate, review, throw us five stars. That would be nice too. That would be helpful to us. Thank you to everybody. Uh, this is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, and Ricky Hollywood, who's going to lose her fantasy matchup because of old man AJ. Sorry. Until Sunday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.